It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How many games should we expect the Auburn Tigers to win in 2023? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us today, Locked On SEC host, Chris Gordy. You're high on what the Auburn Tigers have done since hiring Hugh Freeze. You were impressed with what he was able to do to salvage the class. And then obviously what he's done in the transfer portal so far, getting 12 guys. I think eight or nine of those guys will probably be starters, Gordy. How much of an impact do you think everything that Coach Freeze has done from a roster management standpoint since he's been hired, how much of that do you expect will translate to extra wins this season? Well, I I just look at the formula. I mean, um, look at what happened with LSU and Ole Miss a year ago. Uh, I'll start with Ole Miss. I mean, obviously, Lane Kiffin is recruited pretty well at Ole Miss. Not, you know, elite, elite, but he's done well. And I think last offseason, with the advent of this new iteration of the transfer portal that we have, he looked at and said, we're just going to go address a lot of needs via the portal. And dove in and got Jackson Dart, his quarterback from Ole Miss. Got Zach Evans, uh, his number two running back from SMU. Uh or TCU, rather, uh, they, they had another running back from SMU. Obviously, Quinchon Judkins was uh, a three-star recruit last year, and he turned out to be a stud, one of the stars of the SEC this year. But I think Lane looked at it and said, we're going we're gonna to try to build that way. And look, they started 7-1. and one. Now, on the back stretch of the schedule, they stumbled. I get it. But Brian Kelly did the same thing at LSU. Coming in a year one, looked at the roster, and LSU's roster was in bad shape. I mean, they were, you know, if you watched them in that bowl game, lost to Kansas State, it was ridiculous. They started a wide receiver, a quarterback. It was ugly. But he dove into the transfer portal and addressed a lot of needs on top of signing a pretty good recruiting class. And I just see some parallels here to what Hugh Freeze has done so far with this Auburn roster. It's not a roster that was in completely bad shape, but you're losing a lot of talent to the draft and, you know, guys transferring and all that. But, man, have they addressed a lot of needs. I like the recruiting class. Um, I think there's some some hidden gems in there. But, man, um, through the transfer portal, you know, the, the thing with the recruits is it's an unknown, right? The kid's a four- or five-star recruit, and, you know, we hope he pans out. The transfers are known. You know what you're getting in Justin Rogers, a mean yeah. SOB on that D-line that can, that can eat up uh, – eat up uh, the run game and, and get after it. Uh, you know, Brian Batty, we we've, we have film on him. We've seen what he's done. Um, you know, I've been corrected. It's apparently Batty. Okay. Well, either there way, uh, what, he, what he's done, you know, over there in Florida, um, you know, can he bring that over to the SEC? We'll see. But, um, man, I, I just – I like all these guys and, and what they've been – what what they look like on film, and I think it's going to translate to success – for Auburn in year one. And that's why I think, you know, manageable schedule. I think Hugh Freeze and his coaching staff hit the ground running and I've got them at eight wins this year. Yeah. Eight wins. And look, this is a, an Auburn schedule that is more manageable than it, it normally is. I mean, your, your, your East opponent is Vanderbilt. 
Your non-conference opponent is a – you go to Cal. Normally it's a Penn State or a Clemson or an Oregon or a Washington. You don't have to worry about that. And everything else, it's like, okay, your toss-up games, you play a lot of them at home, Gordy. So let's play this game as we take a way, way too early look at all of this. But I'm just going to say the – I'm just going to say the opponent and you kind of give me either, I guess, win or loss or a maybe. So UMass, that one's obvious. Cal, that's a win, right? Yeah, road trip. Uh, I like where it falls. I like that you get the war the the warm up game with UMass to kind of settle in all your guys and f- kind of figure out what you have, right. get your feet under you, and then go on a road trip. That's a nice road trip. Um, again, don't make mistakes. Don't don't go in there. You know, if Robbie Ashford is is the quarterback, and you know you got all this stuff figured out, don't go in there and turn the ball over four times. You know, I mean, then then yeah, that's a game you could easily lose, but. The, I, I like the tune-up game with UMass. You, you you figure out, work out all the kinks, and then you go with a nice road trip out to the west coast of Cal. Um, you know, what time will that game be? Will it be morning? Will it be late at night? Whatever, we'll see. But, yeah, yeah I think that's a game that, with the talent Auburn's got back, that's a game they should win. Then they return home and play Samford. Obviously, that one should be a win. Then I think the first toss-up game of the season for the Tigers as they start conference play, they play Texas A&M in College Station. And look, I think Texas A&M, the whole return of the Petrino thing, like, I don't know. Like, they, they should take a step forward as an offense, which therefore they'll take a step forward as a team. Uh, normally, I'm kind of anti-A&M every year. I'm like, ah, they're overhyped, they're overhyped. But uh, we'll see We'll see where they are kind of preseason and all, like, you know, the, the awards and in the – the preseason polls and things like that. But I think there's a chance that people may be a little too low on AM. I think AM could take a step forward next year. Connor Wegman showed down the stretch of the year he can be a really good quarterback yeah. for AM and in the SEC. So they got the hardest part figured out. They know who their guy is. Uh Evan Stewart showed he could be, you know, one of the dynamic best best wide receivers in, in the SEC. I think he will be next year. Uh, got to replace A-Chain in the run game. They get a really good stud in the name of Ruben Owens, a big five-star running back uh, from the Houston area. I think he's going to be their starter from day one. They got some other talented running backs that with you know a little experience there, but I think Ruben Owens may be the bell cow. And look at where this game falls on the schedule for, for A&M. They're going to Miami in week two. That was mm-hmm. a game that was really – that was a, they had to gut out that win last year in College Station, and it was amidst you know this – spiraling, you know, everything going wrong for them. But I, I don't know if AM's winning that game. I mean, you know, they they play New Mexico and Louisiana Monroe outside of that. They could be sitting there two and one and getting Auburn and home to open SEC play. And again, what's the has the offense really dramatically improved with Bobby Petrino? Or is it train wreck territory? You know, is this, you know, he's buttonheads with Jimbo. They weren't yeah. balanced. They were running when they were supposed to be passing. They were passing when they were supposed to be running. And so yeah, I mean, just look at where that falls on the schedule. It's the first SEC game for, for A&M, but they could already have a loss at that point, whereas Auburn maybe is feeling pretty good about themselves. And, you know, they go into a, a rocking college station and, um, you know, maybe maybe pull out the win. We'll see. But I got Georgia, I don't care. That one's at home. You're probably not going to win that one. But, boy, would that be something if you freeze could do that. Um, LSU, you go to Baton Rouge. I mean, historically, Auburn's Auburn's not good in Baton Rouge, got the win last time they went down there. We'll see if it happens this year as LSU's kind of coming off of this, um, the, uh, coming off of a, an SEC West championship there. But 
once again, it's going to come down to, okay, can Robbie Ashford, if Robbie Ashford is the quarterback, I'm going to get your thoughts on him more specifically later, Gordy, but I, I think we're going to learn a lot about this team when they go to College Station. Can they take a step of, you know, of who they are? And it's the week after you play Georgia, physical team, responding to that and then going to a place where you don't win a lot, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I look back at it. One of Ashford's best passing games of last season was against LSU. And a lot of those guys that LSU had in their secondary are gone now. They were having to re, retool, rebuild that entire secondary, basically. Um, and they're they're doing the same thing. They're addressing the transfer portal as well. But uh, I thought LSU did a pretty good job of bottling up Robbie Ashford, um, you know, his running ability. I think he only had like 20 yards rushing. But um, he had his best passing day against, against LSU. And so, yeah, I mean, to, to me, I look at it and say going to Death Valley, Prior to two years ago, it, you know, it had been forever since Auburn had won in Death Valley, and, and we know it's going to be hard. So I would probably pencil in a loss, but it's not it's not un- inconceivable that Auburn can't go in and win that game um, with Ashford with some confidence riding high. And again, maybe, you know, if you just beaten A&M, you lose George- to Georgia. Let's say maybe you keep it respectable against Georgia. You don't get blown out. Blown out. Yeah, maybe you go into to Baton Rouge feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah, yeah. If you can win those two road games, three road games if you count Cal, obviously it's going to take you a big step moving forward for the remainder of 2023. All right, the two Mississippi schools, Vandy and Arkansas, what do we think about those games? We'll tell you in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the best place to wager on all of your sports action, whether it be college basketball, the NBA, um, and then a, obviously a ton of futures, NFL playoffs. They've got it all. Bet online, it's where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Chris Gordy, host of Locked On SEC, our guest. Let's kind of pick this up just a hair. You host Ole Miss and Mississippi State in back-to-back weeks after that that trip to Baton Rouge. The fact, I think we both agree these are both toss-ups, but the fact that you get them both at home Almost makes me lean a little bit more Auburn's direction. I, I'm actually picking Auburn to win both of these games. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you get them both at home. I, I at minimum, I'd say fifty-fifty. You win one, you lose one. Um, Ole Miss, I know that that one was a rough one this past year. Um, you know, I know Auburn was in that game. You know, where a lot of people didn't think they would be in it. Uh, and in the fourth quarter, you know, Ole Miss kind of pulled away. But Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Judkins both back. Uh, it's going to be tough. I have big questions about Mississippi State. You know, Will Rogers coming back. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. But I think the loss of Mike Leach is a big, big thing. How different does Will Rogers look without Mike Leach? Small sample size. I know we saw him in the bowl game against Illinois. And Illinois and Brett Balaam have one of the better defenses out there. So maybe yeah. unfair to judge him on that. But the offense didn't look all that great. I mean, they had to eke out a win against Illinois in that bowl game. So what does Will Rogers look like next year, you know, in, in that offense, in that system without Mike Leach calling the plays? 
and maybe he does take a little bit of step back. Maybe the maybe the receiving core. I mean, they're losing Rara Thomas, their leading receiver. He's going over to Georgia. So, right. yeah, um, you know, look, I'm trying to be the ultimate uh, unbiased uh, person here, but no, okay. but yes, that it is theoretical. Auburn can win both those games because they're at home. Uh, at Vandy, anything to talk about there? Uh, I don't think there's much there. They'll, they'll. I think they'll continue to improve as as much as they can improve under Clark Lee. Um, but man, you know they lose their best leading rusher, uh, Ray Davis, transfers over to Kentucky this offseason. They're recruiting well, just not well enough to consistently win in the SEC. Is their quarterback still in the portal, Gordy? Um, so they, they the the freshman, uh, yeah, Mike Wright was in the portal. I never yeah. heard where he where he ended up. Uh, AJ Swan. You know, the freshman from last year started a handful of games, and they like him a lot. I think Swan's going to be the starter next year. Okay. Um, but, yeah, never. I don't think we ever got a resolution on Mike Ryan. He was the guy they brought to SEC Media Days and uh, benched him, then came back in and played, beat Kentucky. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just think I'm with – I mean, road trip to Vandy should be like a home game for Auburn. The, the, the home environment there for Vandy is just pathetic. Yeah, I think there will be a lot of Auburn people there. Going to Nashville for the weekend, I may go to that. That'd be, that sounds a lot of, like a lot of fun. All right, then you go to Arkansas. What a fascinating rivalry, uh, SEC West matchup that this is. The the reasons these fan bases hate each other is kind of fun, kind of petty. A lot of that has to do with Gus Malzahn. But regardless, um, you and I talked about it on a radio show yesterday. Like KJ Jefferson, he's still there. I keep forgetting that he's still there, but he's just the same quarterback that he was two years ago to me. And like, is he going to magically take this next step? I'm not really buying it. Um, and you know, the fact that it's so close to the end of the season, this matchup is, you know, if one team still trending up, maybe they feel like they're fighting for something uh, that could go for Arkansas or that could go in favor of Auburn. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but once again, I think it's another toss up game just because it's on the road. It is. And, and, you know, I think that this has been a fun game to watch, um, you know, throughout the years. Um, you know, it feels like you're always going to get Arkansas's best best shot, even when they're down. But yeah, wh- who is KJ Jefferson this year? Does he take that next step? I had, I had an Arkansas person tell me a year ago that they thought you know KJ Jefferson could be in the Heisman conversation this past season. It wasn't even close, and he was missed right. some games. But uh, look, I like him a lot. He's a gutty kid. When you need five yards, he will put his head down and and bulldoze. And you know, not as effective as a Cam Newton, but. He's a he's a good physical runner, and, and uh, at the goal line, he'll he'll use his body to get in there. You know, we saw the the stupid play, fluke play against A and M, where he fumbled at the goal line. They take it back all the way for for a touchdown and lose that right. game. But I also look where this game falls on the schedule. Um, you know, Arkansas is coming off of road trips to Ole Miss, Alabama, home game against Mississippi State, and then a road trip to Florida. They're bruised and beaten at that point, and That's then tough. coming home for Auburn. Yeah. Um, We'll see what they look like at that point. But yes, it, that is, I put that as a 50 50 game, but it's certainly a game that Auburn can win. Then, obviously, New Mexico State. I assume that'll be the senior day and all that, or I guess that'll be homecoming. And then, senior day will be the next week. We'll see. But um, you finish things off at home against Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Gordy, am I crazy to say that this is a winnable game? Look, I, I, we can. We've learned to never doubt Alabama, right? Like whenever I've questioned them, whenever I've said, "Oh, this might be the year they take a step back," they end up in the damn playoff or the national championship. So it is what it is. But they have a huge question, Zach, at quarterback. 
I mean, this is fascinating to me. I really thought Nick Saban might have entertained getting into the transfer portal and getting somebody with experience in here. Yeah. Evan Leary from NC State, he goes to Kentucky. Graham Mertz goes over to Florida. I mean, there's there's all these names that are out there in the portal, and they didn't get in on any of them. I think they liked what they saw from Jalen Milrow, you know, in small doses. He looked pretty good coming in and really for Bryce Young in the Arkansas game, but then he looked so up and down against Texas A&M. Uh, Ty Simpson, I'm told they're very high on. He hasn't really played much in, in any games. Now, maybe he, maybe this could be Ty Simpson wins the job, and he's the next Mac Jones. Because remember, Mac Jones, we hadn't seen a lot of him before he came, he took over for Tua. It's just fascinating to me because Bama loses so much, Zach. Like, go look at all the guys that are going to the senior bowl and going to the right. draft and, and Will Anderson and Bryce Young and, you know, the offensive lineman, Tyler Steen. I mean, there's so many guys um, you know, wide receivers, who's their number one? We have no idea. They've recruited well. Don't get me wrong. Alabama number one recruiting classes just about every year. They got five stars everywhere you look. But this is this to me, at least in recent years, feels like one of the most unproven Alabama teams. And yes, that is a the Iron Bowl is absolutely winnable. If Auburn gets all their ducks in a row and figure things out, absolutely no reason why this can't be a close game. So I, I think expectations should be eight wins in, in 2023. I know that's what you said. My eight wins for Auburn are UMass, Cal, Samford, A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vandy, and, uh, well, New Mexico State and, and Arkansas. That's actually nine. That's actually nine. I, I, think, I, think, Auburn can win. I think Auburn can win all nine of those games, Gordy. Yeah, I think if, if and again, I'm here to be the unbiased party. Sure. Um, yeah. the, the definite losses on the schedule. I think it's Georgia. We we would agree on that one. You know, if, if we're being we're being fair, I think Alabama is just it's tough to beat them no matter what. So let's sure. just say those are those are two losses. I think at LSU is the other one again. Place Auburn barely ever wins. So I think those three, and then it you know, what maybe, do you think the distance of difficulty is from at LSU? And at College Station, what's the what's the gap there as far as difficulty? We'll put Arkansas in there as well. How difficult are all of those three games as far as uh, from Auburn's point of view? Do you think? I just look at quarterback. Jane Daniels coming back for LSU. He just had a fantastic year at LSU. He's going to get better. Their leading receiver. People made such a big deal about Kayshawn Booty. Malik Neighbors was their number one receiver receiving. Mm -hmm. threat. He's coming back. John Emery, the running backs back. Like they just bring back so much at LSU. Yeah, and Death Valley is already a hostile, tough place to play. I just think that one is the third toughest. I think LSU is going to compete with Alabama for the West again. Like everybody's going to jump on the Bama bandwagon again and pick them to win the West. I think LSU's got a great shot. So I would put L I would put Georgia, Bama, LSU as your three toughest games. College Station is a tough place to play, but people win there all the time. So it's not <laughs> like it's a death knell to go win in College Station. It's true. <laughs> Go go look at their schedule last year and the year before and the year before that. Like it's, you know, it it, it is a hostile environment. Those fans are rowdy. They they do their midnight yell practice. They yeah. show show out, but yeah, people win there all the time. No, you're right about it. You're right about it, Gordy. I want to get your SEC perspective on Robbie Ashford and how Auburn has handled the quarterback situation up to this point in the Hugh Freeze era. In just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you. By our friends at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories? Then you have to try Built Bar. 
And look, you know, everybody kind of sets these goals and usually they're health related throughout the holidays. Um, Built Bar, it's so good because look, you're getting a chocolatey treat that tastes like a candy bar. But most of these bars, just 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, just a few grams of sugar, very, very little. We're talking like four grams of bar. And you don't even have to go to their website anymore. And you still can, built.com to check out their wide selection. But now you can find them in Sam's Club and Walmart if you just can't wait for those built bars to arrive at your door. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Chris Gordy, host of Locked On SEC. Were you surprised that Hugh Freeze, you know, with all these guys that have come in, 12 guys via the transfer portal so far, were you surprised that none of them were quarterbacks, Chris Gordy? I was a little surprised. Yeah, I, I put that as one of my locks, one of my predictions, you know, uh, back in, in mid-December when we were just kind of looking ahead. I really thought, you know, they flirted with the Coastal Carolina kid, Grayson McCall. Um, for whatever reason, weren't able to get that done. And he ended Sounds up like going, academics, Gordy. Sounds yeah. like academics were a big part of it. Yeah, and, and by the way, that's I, I talked with some head coaches just last week at the Bear Bryant Awards. Uh, Jeff Trailer from U- UTSA and uh, uh, Sonny Dykes at TCU, and they were telling me the biggest problem with the transfer portal is you got kids that want to come play for you, but all these different schools, like I, I transferred in college. It was a pain in the butt to train. I had classes that did not transfer over, and they said they're running into academic issues with kids. Colorado, uh, Deion Sanders is running into this. There are programs, uh, like, in other words, LSU offers a general studies degree. That's what a lot of the football players are on that. They just don't know what they want to study. They take that. Colorado doesn't offer that. So every one of the classes you took for that, if you try to transfer in, you've got about 30, 40 credit hours that will not transfer over. And and on top of it, you've got to be be meeting a certain academic standard at a lot of different schools. So that's a a great point you bring up. That's a problem that you're going to continue to see throughout the transfer portal. We're going to hear that a, a, a school was in on a kid and it doesn't happen. And we're going to go, what happened there? It seemed like that was a surefire bet. Well, it, 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 so many, so many of these kids, Gordy, they major in sports management and Auburn, for some reason, they don't have a sports management program. They have it as a master's program, but they don't have it as an undergrad. And so this is going to be an issue for a lot of these kids. Not, not quite as bad as not having a general studies degree. I mean, that's going to be crucial for like the, the, the whole transfer portal navigation but it is what it is but yeah i was a little surprised you know they definitely seemed like they put all their eggs in the grayson mccall basket um seems like he wanted to come to auburn didn't work there they checked it out of florida and you know he couldn't get into florida either unfortunately for him so uh, he's back to coastal um it'll be interesting to see gordy if they go after a guy like that after spring if they're able to and how much that handicaps them and kind of puts them behind the eight ball a little bit just because he wasn't at spring practice yeah, and that's the other thing to remember. With the transfer portal just closing, it will reopen again, and you know there, we will see guys on the move again. And and keep in mind, you know, there was a lot of movement last year post spring, um, you know, with guys moving around. And so, I would not be surprised 
you know, and then there's the other guys still at Auburn. You know, uh, is there is there something in, in holding Garrett or is there something in, you know, TJ Finley? Where, where are we on him? Is he ever going to play football again? I don't know. It is. Uh, everybody's assuming he graduates at the end of spring. And so we're all just kind of assuming he'll go through spring and then he'll be able to grad transfer. Right. But I saw somebody mention this. I don't know if it was on Twitter or message board or what, but it's a fascinating thing to think about. And I'll probably do a show on this at some point. Where like, what if TJ like doesn't transfer and like he really wants to fight and be the, you know be a starter again? I mean, he won the job going into last year. It's a different offense. I don't think the fit is quite as perfect as it was um, a year ago under what Brian Harson was trying to do, whatever he was doing on offense. But that is an interesting potential storyline that we could run into. Like, what if TJ goes in there and slings it all over the place? And that only spells good things for Robbie Asher because it means you're you're pushing him a little more, making That's him right. earn it, rather than just going, well, we don't really don't have anybody else. So Robbie, no matter what you do in the spring, it's your job. So uh, good luck. No, I mean that's that's really what I thought. You know, and and to bring it back to LSU, that's what they did a year ago with Jaden Daniels. I thought with Miles Brennan was there, like everybody thought Miles Brennan was going to be the starter. And we're like, oh, maybe Jaden Daniels coming in just to push him, and not only pushed him, earned the starting job, and so. That's where I said, like, I would have, if I'm Q Freeze, I would have tried to bring in somebody, anybody, just to push Ash- Ashford and make him earn that earn that job. But, you know, you you were asking me, where does he rank? Zach, there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming back in the SEC next year. You know, we already yeah. touched on Will Rogers, Jaden Daniels at LSU, KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. How about Spencer Rattler back at South Carolina? I, I didn't think that was going to happen, at, at, you know, at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, Connor Wegman at AM showed a little something, like we said, as a freshman. You know, A.J. Swan at Vandy, Brady Cook at Missouri, I think got better, you know, as the year went along. So those are all the guys that are back. And, you know, Robbie Ashford's in that group. If you just look at the Robbie Ashford, the numbers on paper, it's not pretty. Like, it doesn't look sexy. But I do think, man, it is going to be night and day. I think you're going to see a much better Robbie Ashford in a Hugh Freeze offense because it's just so tailored more to to suit uh, the quarterback's needs. And when you have that running ability, too, Man, it, it's it's next level. We saw it at Ole Miss. We yeah. saw it at Liberty. I fell in love with Malik Willis, you know, in, in that Hugh Free system. And I think Robbie Astrid's going to benefit truly from it. Chris Gordy, how can people check out everything you got going on, buddy? Yeah, just locked on SEC wherever you get your podcast. And uh, we'll have some guests join us along the way. Maybe an Auburn Tiger or two coming here uh, in the spring. Fantastic. Yeah, be sure to make Locked On SEC your second listen. We'll be back tomorrow. Should be a little Ferg Friday action as well as Zep Jasper joining the show. Until then, check out all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. And we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.